amazed how many times I get to come and talk to you on spiritual breath, especially continuing on with the sermon that I preached a Sunday ago where I shared part one and part two of Don't Abort the Process. Well, now we're going to do the final with part three. I hope you enjoy one and two. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to one and two and then listen to this one because I promise you all together it's going to bless you. Hey, if you get a chance, reach out to me. Hit me in the email, ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com and let me know what you think of this. And if you need any encouragement, any support, reach out to me. Hey, until we talk again, don't abort the process. Got rewarded. The Bible told me that God, not, not just anybody, God sent an angel to minister to him. He didn't feed him, but he gave him spiritual awareness that he told him, son, you've done a great job. You held out when all chips was against you. You stood strong and believed in me. So let me strengthen your virtue because I'm about to bless you like never before because you wavered the storm and you did not abort the process. So he told him, Paul said, listen, saints, the devil going to bring some trials to you. He's going to bring some tribulation. And if you ain't careful, he'll introduce stress. And if you're not careful, he'll persuade you. God, I love this. Uh, and he'll have you feeling like you're naked, like everybody can see you. Woo! <laughs> see, everything that you thought was in the dark, everybody can see it. He'll have you feeling that way. But I'm going to tell you, if God be with you, whatever he's working on, nobody else can see it. Y'all say it, man. But here it is. Check this out. So Paul said, when you understand that you're having your humpty dumpty moment, that you're falling from your high spot and you hit the ground, that's when God is going to do his greatest work where he began to put those pieces back together again. Oh, God, I love this. I hear Ezekiel say, wait a minute, God, they're broken. I hear they're saying all hope is gone. He said, tell them again what the Lord of the Lord says. Listen to this. He said, let me tell you something. If I put you in my hand, no man can pluck you out. No matter how messed up you are, God said, I'll put you in this hand. And if I put you, I got to keep you. In other words, you didn't choose me, baby. I chose you. And if I chose you, I got to keep you. I got to prepare you. I got to structure you. And better yet, let me put you on the potter's wheel and let me breathe life into you once again. When he said, I got to be getting to put them together he told him to check this out he told him in Ezekiel he said hey tell him what the word of the Lord said and soon as he said the word of the Lord said they said that there was some clinking there was some noise there was some shaking going on I'm here to tell you now baby that whatever you were going through is coming together for your blessing it's bringing you to a place of reconnection it's bringing you to a place of establishing because if you look at Ezekiel 36 and 14 or 36 and 11 after he brought them all together after he breathed in them after he touched them after he gave him the word he promoted them I'm here to tell somebody spiritually you are about to get promoted as long as you don't abort the process as long as you don't give in to the things I'm here to tell you today that daddy's about to move on your situation as long as you stay in the process I didn't say be in the battle I said in the process see some of y'all Got to get on the battlefield when it ain't time for you to get there. Can I talk to y'all from David? David went out and surveyed the situation, something that y'all don't do. 
Soon as the devil hits you with something, you automatically try to solve the problem. When he hits you with something, why don't you take a step back and say, wait a minute, daddy. The devil's at playtime. What you going to do about it? Because I, now that I know he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy, you said what the thief has found out, he's supposed to be blessing me. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get blessed after the trial. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to see the prospering things of God after the trial. But what I need to know is how we're going to deal with this situation. See, the key word is not how I, it's how we going to deal with this situation. I got to let God know that I can't do nothing without him and I shall not do nothing. If you ain't talking, I ain't walking. If you ain't speaking, I ain't moving. If you don't do it, we ain't doing nothing. Because if we ain't doing it, there's nothing. Too many times the devil has persuaded you to go out and do things that you shouldn't be doing. Because you feel that's what God is leading you. It's amazing how you blame God for everything. Or the devil, either one, you flip it up, which one you want to say. Because sometimes y'all blame God for being God. And then sometimes y'all blame the devil for being the devil. It was the devil that made me do that. Now, why don't you say you made yourself do it? Because last time I ain't seen the devil yet reach your hand up, dial a phone number that you shouldn't be calling. And a dog sure ain't seen the devil cause you to get up out your bed and go sleep in another bed that you shouldn't be sleeping in. Last time I checked, I didn't never seen that happen anywhere, but you know it happens. And ain't that devil ain't made you lie. You wanted to tell that lie. When you can own up and say you have given legions over to it, then, then there we can go. Because if you play with the devil, you're going to get burnt by the devil. But I tell you what, you play with God, you get glory by God. Figure that one out. It'll run down. Y'all wait on it. Wait on it. It'll kick in in a minute. Five, four, three, two. Yeah, you finally got it now. Because you got to understand, I just told you the wage of the sin is what? Death. And the death, but will you, what, what were death at the end? We're falling into the lake of fire. So I just told you that at the end, you're going to get burnt. But the Bible says that with God, it's eternal life. See, they caught it yet. Y'all ain't catch it, but don't worry about it. Paul says this in my closing. Paul says this, you all. He said, let me give you a declaration. If you can stand and believe on this declaration, you'll be okay. Listen to what he says in Romans 8 and 38. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angel or principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. See, Peter, I mean, Paul began to address things. Paul said, let me break something down to you all. In my best way, I'm going to tell you whatever comes your way, you are more than a conqueror. No matter how it comes, I want you to understand you have to stand and trusting in your love for Christ. If it's death of a family member, you got to still believe that it's working out for your good. If it's life itself, you still have to believe that God is working out for your good. He said, and then you got to trust you. He's telling you, don't even trust on the angels for your Christian walk. They're just messengers. And only, he said, because if you give leeway to the angel, you might give leeway to the wrong angel, principalities and powers. He said, let nothing separate you from God because this is a personal walk. See, an angel can't get you into heaven, but it can take you to heaven. Oh, catch that now. Because you have to make that determination that you're going to love God no matter what. Then Paul said, if that wasn't good, he said, to separate us from I mean, uh, uh, powers of that things to come or to come. In other words, prophecy, somebody prophesying over your life. It don't manifest. It doesn't matter. You still going to believe in God. If, if somebody tell you that you're going to be rich tomorrow, it doesn't matter. You still going to believe that God is able to do it. Y'all catch me? Then Paul says, nor height, nor death, 
nor any other creature shall be able to separate us. See, for the first time, you've seen David. See, you see, you see, see what he says? He said, us, us. He wrote a message that would come down through time and said, listen, you all, if you will believe in this, we won't separate from him. If you understand, if God would be at the top of the mountain, he's going to make a way for you to get there. And if he's in the deeper depths, he's going to make a way to get you there. And he says, if any other thing that would come in your way that would try to distract you, your wife, your cousin, your brother, whatever, husband, whomever, they should not persuade you from loving God. You got to remember, Paul is saying this is an individual. He made it clear. Your mama, cousin, nobody can get you in. This is something that you have to do. Now, saints, don't abort the process. The problem why we abort it, because we don't have the relationship that we need. We don't. We have not connected with God and give our God our everything. Y'all better stop treating God like he's some part-time lover or some fantasy that you have on Monday. If you say you with God, be with God with everything. You all, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to tell you again. Look around. That deaf angel ain't sparing nobody. He don't care if you old or young. He's taking babies right out the crib. Two, three, four, five, six-year-old just going out. It's teenagers that don't even make it. I mean, I'm talking about before it was like every blue moon. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all look at the statistics. If you look at this year, this pandemic, I'm going to tell y'all something, and y'all can take it forward. This. this pandemic saved so many youth over the summer. Because you all know during the summer, we lose most of our kids. Don't make it back to high school because of accidents and this, that. But because there was in a controlled environment, look how many kids still made it to school this year. No matter what it is. Look how many families are not crying because their kids lost it. You have some accidental things here, but not to the magnitude that we usually see. See, y'all sit up here and talk about all the devilish things that the pandemic brings, but you don't see the positive end. See, I try to tell you, even in disaster, you got to see God. But you can't see it because the Bible says, unless you're mine, you can't see his ways. Oh, yeah, that's, that's John 14 and 17. Oh, I'm just telling you, that's scripture. The problem is you all don't know God for yourself. You know of him and you know the blessings that he gives, but you have that, that true committed relationship with him. You all that do know what exactly what I'm talking about. It's like I can't go a day without feeling him touching me, talk to me or something. I got to know that I'm in his good grace. And you all understand, well, everybody on here is not saved. Oh, you can say what you are. You're not. And all of y'all don't have the Holy Ghost. Y'all that do, this don't even bother you. You're like, go ahead. Because automatically your spirit tells you to start praying for him because you know I'm already in deliverance mode. If you were in tune with your spirit, you know right now that I'm not even having a word with you. This whole thing is just encourage you. If anything you got for, from this message is that you're about to get an overflow blessing. That's the only thing you heard. All that other stuff was just like, wow. This is just an encouraging word so you can encourage somebody else. But you all that are straddling the fence, I don't give a dog what your title is. Let's make it right today. I keep telling you all over and over, you hear me? The last thing I say. Hey, you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the entire sermon. One, two, and three. Yeah, at this time, I know a lot of things have come into place, and you're probably aware of some things that you can make some changes. But the one thing I want you to know is that God is able to do whatever you need him to do. If you don't have a relationship with him, this is an opportunity to gain that relationship. 
and just establish that you want to be connected with him. Repent for your wrongdoing. Declare that he is your Lord and Savior. And denounce the connection of any sinful or any adversary practice that you've been doing over the years. And de declare, as Paul said in 28 and 29, that you're fully persuaded that nothing will take you from the love of Christ. If you do this and believe that he died on the cross for your sins, then I'm going to say that you're saved. You need to know that you're saved. But I ask that you get in contact with somebody that can teach you a little bit more about the things of God as you transition from your sinful ways into the things of God, as you start understanding his way and will for your life. You know what? If you can't find anybody else, please reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to talk to you and encourage you through this. You can hit me up on my email at apostlejtjohnson at gmail.com and let me know that you would like to talk or you can respond back to Anchor or whatever you're hearing this podcast on and they'll find a way to get back in contact with me and so I can reach out to you and talk with you. Until then, be blessed. Don't forget, share this with somebody. Maybe somebody needs a word from the Lord. God bless you and thanks for listening.